Welcome to Renaissance City, a Prowlers and Paragons actual play produced by TTRP Theater. I am Duke Walter, your Game Master. Myself and a group of friends have come together to spin some tales, have some laughs, and hopefully entertain you with our stories of superheroes. The Prowlers and Paragons system is a rules-light role-playing game that allows us to live out the fantasy of being the heroes and villains. Saint Shadow is played by Jazz Abramowitz. The Scarlet Spartan is Dean Martin Jr. Cotton Dearborn and King are played by Chris Freedom. TTRP Theater is a group of actors, artists, and gamers from all walks of life that collaborate to bring you compelling content. We are a diverse group that loves playing a diverse set of games in a diverse set of styles. We have created a community for all people to come together and help us tell stories that we can all be proud of. Be sure to visit ttrptheater.com for all of our content. Okay, let's get into the show. Last time in Renaissance City, you had kidnapped Joseph. You went back to Busted Busters to interrogate him, intimidate him. He was a bit wily. You did figure out that he wasn't completely honest with you about everything. But in coming out of that conversation, decided to make an example of another Bernstein brother. Killed him. King flew him and hung him from the corner of the Ford Tower in downtown Detroit. And we panned out to the city being plastered with posters announcing the presence of Demon Shade. Where are you, where are you headed? Are you, I, I know we talked about being headed to the salt mines, but. We were going to that door in the back of a garage somewhere. And uh, I'm King. And we're in route, right? That's what I remember. It could be sketchy, but... You can definitely go that way. You know what I mean? You also know that there are two other entrances to the salt mines in Detroit. Um, You know what I mean? Like, real-life working access. Um, You know, they drive trucks in and out of them, you know, all day and all night. As uh, the labor crews are working to dig and harvest uh, right. the salt from these mines. And we've been in an, in another entrance in that warehouse. You did. You blasted a hole, ripped a hole, what is it? No, pried a hole open um, to drop down into one. Right. All right, what do you all want to do? You want to go do this? Let's go. Let's go. So we go, and we follow his lead, and we go to the door in the back of that garage we're standing outside of it, making a game plan. Shadow, how do you think we should proceed in here? Wait, strike that. Demon, how should we proceed? Can we still call you Shadow? You can call me Shadow. And Shadow, you are a village hero. To some. We're about to win this war. Why would you give credit to someone other than the saint? I'm tired of them pushing us around. I wanted to be somebody that used my powers, my abilities for good. 
but it gets complicated. So now I'm thinking, I just want to kill every single one of them. I got people I need to protect. Okay, be careful with that. It lead to a dark place. My whole world is a dark place all the time. I thought you knew that about me. You can get darker. Shadow, roll a d6. Two. Uh, roll another d6. Three. Tell me, do you want to control the happiness that's going to fill this room? Yeah. You feel this emotion outside of yourself. And it's almost like a cloud around you. Like an aura. And it extends out to every corner of this room and you have this sense that you can decide who it affects and who it does not I'll try and channel it to Raymond alright is this uh I mean this is the wave right demon shade roll another d6 five okay Raymond do you wish to resist the happiness or are you just gonna let it roll over you um, yeah, I, I think he arrived away. Okay. Then, um, that familiar joy, uh, that you have felt <laughs> so many times, uh, takes you over and you, you are happy. Raymond, don't worry about me. Let's go kill some motherfuckers. Show me how they did it on Mayheim. Shadow, a wise man once told me, be the hero, right? You the hero, Demon Shade. King, you too. You're looking especially fluffy today. <laughs> fluffy enough to fuck some things up? Here's what I'm thinking, boys. We don't really have the element of surprise going in the going in the door like this, I don't think. I mean, this isn't like a secret entrance. This is like the main entrance that we're talking about. Well, are you going to are you going to the garage where he told you about it? If that's yeah, I mean, if what do I I'm just trying to remember, like, was he telling us about a back way in or was he just telling us like, he didn't say. like that's where the executive office is? He didn't really say he, he told you that there was uh, there was a panel in the floor in a garage that you could uncover that would lead you down into the salt mines. OK, this address that he gave you is not um, well, roll intellect. How about that? Everybody roll intellect. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. One success. Two. Three successes. Demon Shade, you know that the address that that Joseph Bernstein gave you is not in the part of town where either of the two main entrances are. But that doesn't mean that the salt mines don't extend that far, right? Oh, the salt mines there. There's about you, you all know this. There's about twelve hundred miles. Right. Right. Of mines dug under the city of Detroit. OK, right. Well, I think um, I'm inclined to go check out that address. See what we can see. God, I thought we were standing in the garage. You can be. I don't care where you're standing. Yeah, I. King walks over and opens the door. But there's obstacles. Okay. 
So you lift the panel. <laughs> King lifts the panel and looks down into the cavern. Um, I need you to roll toughness, please. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Four. Tell me how you resist the um, electric shock that comes out of the door as you pull it um, from its hinges. Damn. Uh, so I reach down and grab the door. It zaps my hand and it makes me grip tighter. And I kind of instinctively fling it open and piss a little bit and then take a step back with a yowl and look down in the hole. This panel that you open um, is about three and a half feet by three and a half feet. And there is a spiraling staircase under the panel. Hey, can I just say something real quick, guys? Yeah. Jade? Yeah. Yeah. I've lived on two worlds and you're my best mates. This one, you know that in case something happens to you. I got your back. I got yours. I got your front. All right. Like Shade said, let's go kick some ass. What's it look like down there? Is it just a, is it just a cylinder filled with stairs or is it a wide open space with a floating stairway? No, it is, um, it is a cylinder filled okay. with stairs. It's, okay. um, it's rough hewn stone wall with some wood beams holding back the earth so that the stairway that is there, it's a, it's a metal staircase that is set into the ground. So it's this, this was dug out and the stairs were placed in and the framing, um, to hold this back was, was placed in. Um, and it spirals down about seven or eight feet before you can't see past the corner. Um, it is dimly lit. It, it looks like the, the first light source comes from just around the, the bend of the first, um, corner that, that you can't see past. All right, guys, if the doorway is booby trapped, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more booby traps in store for us. Uh, you think we could throw something down the stairs to trigger it? I mean, I could go investigate it. I have a certain amount of experience in, in booby traps. Yeah, go for it. I uh, I love oranges. They're the <laughs> best fruit your world has to offer. I got a couple. Would you like to eat one? I know I'm. <sighs> I'm fine, Raymond. I'm fine. Dude, you got him under the happy spell. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'll I'll sort of make my way to the to the lead and go investigate the doorway, see if I can notice any obvious traps. Okay, roll investigation. I'm gonna follow through, King. Uh, one success. Um, you can see the the wire that was attached to the door and it's frayed off when King ripped the door from the floor. Uh, but past that, you can't you can't really see anything else. You don't see anything um, that seems to be booby trapped. So you you would think that this is all clear. Descend the stairs. Let's go. You begin to descend descend the staircase and 
um, about 14, 15 steps down as you as you turn the first curve in the steps, um, there's a small light bulb um, attached to the wall. Um, and then, you know what I mean? You just, you keep curving down and every, you know, 25 to 30 feet down the stairs, there's another bulb and this stairway just keeps going. You walk for a minute, two minutes. Raymond's going to unscrew those light bulbs just enough so that they flick Yes, up. absolutely. So as, as you're going by, you're, you're unscrewing it to, to yeah, put the staircase behind you in darkness? Right. Okay. Yes. Great. You have walked for three minutes. You've walked for four minutes. What's the, what's the air doing? It's getting cooler as you descend. After about a minute and a half, it, it starts getting much cooler. By, by the time you're at three or four minutes, it's, you know what I mean? It's sitting at that 60, 65 degrees. You know what I mean? That, that standard cave temperature. Um, the stairs keep descending. You've gone down, you would guess, eight or 900 feet at this point. You did not go that far. You hit that other place. Raymond, can I have one of those oranges now, please? I ate them. You ate all of them? You guys didn't want one. There's only three. So you've just left a trail of orange peel behind you <laughs> on the stairs? <laughs> Un- oh. Unscrewed light bulbs Raymond. and orange peels. Raymond you ate-, ate some peel and all, remember? <laughs> yeah, oh, I thought that was just bananas. No, he doesn't crack nuts. He, do- he eats the whole damn thing. Chews up peach pits. I got magnets. Uh, everybody roll perception. Hey. Come on, baby. Not dice. Zero for king. Hey. Two sixes, four ones. Rolling again. Three total. Four total. King bringing up the rear. I don't know if you're distracted. If you're worried, you know what I mean? You're, you're probably a little cramped in this hallway. Um, but Shade and Spartan, you start to hear like the low hum um, of machine. King wants to roll for uh, super smell. Okay. Holy shit. Nothing. Three fives, three ones. The smell of the oranges is just is just permeating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially all that, you know, since he's eating them peel and all, you know what I mean? All of that, all of that citrus oil is just true. Um, expre- been expressed into the air over and over again. And your nostrils are just full of the smell of oranges. That's beyond real. In real life, that would totally happen to me. So that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, so you can hear we can hear the machine, but what what are we seeing? Still more stairs, or a, still more uh, stairs? We're at the bottom. There's a hallway. Nope, you're not at the bottom. You're not at a hallway. You're still in the stairway. Stair still in the stairwell. But it it's I mean it sounds like it's coming from further down the stairs. I see. Okay. I think we're getting close. Keep your guard up. Shade continues down the stairs. We're gonna try to move a little more stealthily. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. Putting on the power walk. We all going covert? Yes, they're all going covert. Are you also going covert? Yes, and I got two fives and a one. 
Oh, you got to rake those dice up, man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven total for Shade. Four for Ray. I've had three separate rolls, and all I've rolled is fives and ones so far. Well, yeah, you gotta shop too bad you're dice. not playing craps. Damn. One time when we were playing, I was using a specific dice, and it was it never, ever landed even for me. And then I looked at it. It was all fives. <laughs> what the fuck kind of dice is that? I don't know. I have no idea why. Did you I throw it in the trash? Tell me that you just <laughs> fucking got up and just threw that right in the garbage. No, I still have it. I keep it on a desk as a painful reminder to like, yes, pay attention. There you <laughs> go. That's good. I used it like a whole game. There's some philosophy in that. Why? Why do they make this dice? I have no idea why they made the uh, fi- uh, all five side dice. Maybe it's a trick dice or something. I, I have no idea. But guys, huh. think about the think about the disadvantages we cling to in our lives that we should learn to let go if we were just paying attention. It's true. I'm going on tour. I'm in a, a speaking tour about five sided six sided dice. Oh God, please do. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> Please do. I've right. been I've been begging you. I've been begging you to get into that world for fucking fifteen years. It'd be fun. Shade, Spartan, your footfalls become very light. Um, and you are aware of, you know, not knocking anything loose, um, keeping your hands from the walls, and King's wings are put back in place but they're rubbing on the ceiling and against the sidewalls and so it's just this constant noise constant noise as um as he is walking down the stairway behind you the hum and king you can now hear it too after you guys have descended another couple of of turns in this stairway the hum of the machine is gradually getting a little bit louder and a little bit louder it's not like the the running of the machines in the factories that you've been in or anything like that. It's just this low, steady. Right? Mm-hmm. You get to a turn and it's the level of sound hasn't changed. It hasn't gotten any louder at this point. And you get to a turn and you can see that at past this turn, the light is much brighter than it has been. What do you do? We going towards the light? Yeah. Everybody still in? I'm in. I'll cover left flank. We descend down the stairs. You reach the bottom of the stairs, and it opens up into a fairly well-built-out room. Off to the right side, you see one of those generator units, like you saw... Uh, or in that garage when you guys um, were in the school district and it's glowing blue and you can assume that's where the hum is coming from and this cavern opens up into um, a cave tunnel that's fairly well formed square pretty much to the corners large wooden beams you know um, securing the um, the structure of the of the tunnel itself. Off to the left, there are several desks um, and large 
benches, like workbenches, various tools and such uh, spread out on the workbenches on past about 40, 45 feet on the on the other side of where you are coming out of. You can see two cars parked. And this this tunnel is probably about 100, 120 feet wide. What do you do? I think we make towards the cars. Yeah, there's zero activity. I mean, there's not a attendant or, or anybody in this room. No, there's not. This smells like a trap. King, what do you think? I want to I want to smell again just to see if I can smell any any life or anything. Okay. Two ones and a five, but I did get a two and a six. So two. There we go. Nice waking up. The air is heavy with salt, but you can smell um, at least five people. Three of them are faint. You're not really familiar with the first three smells. But there are two smells here that are familiar to you. Roll intellect for me, please, King. Come on, baby. Hot dice. Two. You smell the sable. And you smell frenzy. What? Um, guys. Uh, sable yeah. and frenzy are in this cave. What? Have we descended to hell? Where's Frenzy coming from? I'm telling you, there is no questioning what I'm smelling. Sable and Frenzy are in here. We gotta, we gotta follow this. We gotta figure out what's going on here. All right. Um, we gotta get ready for two big hitters. Let let that nose of yours lead the way. King just instinct, instinctively walks toward the smell. You cross the room, and as you get past the workbenches. You can see further down the hallway, two people kind of walking away from you down the middle of the of the cave. They must have activated that brain bug on Sable, but I got no answer for Frenzy. They can, they can bring back the dead? They can cl- clone? Or they're duplicating them, maybe. I'm going to move toward the people, but I want to be as stealthy as I can be. Covert. One. You flap your wings, and inside this cavern, as soon as you know what I mean, you, you make that big swoop of your wings to fly toward them, and it just yeah, it echoes down the entire cave, and they turn around and they are staring at you. And we're gonna go to edge order. Mm. Shadow, your edge is 16. Yes. And then Spartan is next, and then King. And in Prowlers and Paragons, the heroes get to go first, and then the villains go after. So we'll start with Demon Shade. You see them turn around as King flaps his wings. What are you doing? How many, like, how far in front of me are they? In front of us are they? 60 feet. 60 feet? Yeah. And and they just turned around and started looking for us, right? Yeah, they turned around and were alerted to your presence when King flapped his wings to to get closer to them. And we're like, are we sort of 
forgive me, are we sort of in a, in a room, not a room, but like a portion of the cave where like it, they were down a, down a turn. No, no, no. Or straight ahead just, of you. They're straight ahead. From, okay. from, from what you can see, this is just one long, straight, built out cavern, built out mine. It's about 100, 120 feet wide. It's about 20, 25 feet high. Okay. Um, I will, uh, I'm just going to hold, hold my, hold my action for the moment. Barton, what are you doing? Uh, let's see this tunnel. It goes, can I hit left and be out of their vision? No. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure out too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. You could try to hide behind the cars, but past the cars, it's just an open salt mine. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's cars there. Okay, cool. That's why yes. I, I, I couldn't visualize that. Okay. The two cars are there, and then past the cars, it's just wide open. And it's and it's lit. It's not daylight bright, but it's lit. Okay, yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna duck behind a car, hope they don't because I don't I don't know they have any wherewithal that they would know King travels in threes, you know? Okay, roll covert. Roll covert. Come on, baby. Covert. One, not covert. Um, you duck behind the car um, in an attempt to hide, unsure okay. if you are if you have been spotted or not. King. Okay. Oh. No. What do you? Go ahead, Raymond. What were you going to say? Raymond's going to break out the clamshell, and he's going to call for uh, Sable. Mm. Sable. What's your position? The static is pretty heavy. Seeing as you're a thousand feet below street level, sure, sure. Um, and it just it crackles. You think you hear a voice, but it's it's unclear. Okay, but we didn't hear the clamshell from down the hall. No, no, you did not. King, what are you doing? It's clear to me that Raymond just made a loud noise, and they both glanced toward it. <laughs> and I and I'm with I'm with King or I'm with Raymond. So Raymond, follow my lead. I reach down and I grab Raymond by the leg and pull him up upside down, like we usually do when we're flying. And I begin to walk in sort of a robotic fashion. Intruder detected, awaiting instruction. And you're you're attempting to um I'm I'm ruse I'm them if they can if they can mimic others, there may be somebody that doesn't know if they've mimicked me or not. Okay. Um then I need you to roll we'll call that charm. Let's roll charm. If you're trying to if you're trying to deceive them, roll charm. Where did King learn this move? The robot? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh I got a you one. You rolled more than one dice? I rolled three dice, but I got a one. Wow, King's three. Yes, when, when Chris decided to build his character, he, he decided to spend 50 points and set everything, all of his basics, everything to three instead of cool. pushing everything up in all of the different directions. So, which is an option. I didn't have any idea what to do. I was just shooting the yeah. dark. I, I helped Chris to decide that. Yeah, you're good. Uh, you got one success is what you said? Yes, correct. Okay, so you grab up Raymond, you have him by the leg, 
um, and begin walking in this, what you think is robotic fashion. Raymond, you're having to keep your hands from, you know, your head knocking on the ground as he's walking in this robotic fashion. Right, and right. Sable turns, or Sable has turned. Um, you see the Sable lift up off the ground and start flying um, in your direction. But before Sable can even fly to you, Frenzy has already moved at lightning speed um, and is going to attempt to punch King. Ooh. Roll toughness. Come on, King, get them dice hot. Four. Um, I also rolled four successes, so you tell it, I embellish. Frenzy shoots across the cavern directly at me, arm extended as as if to punch me, and I lean back, I throw, I use my momentum to throw Raymond up in the air so he can be right side up and defend himself as I'm dodging her punch and letting her like come across in front of me, prepared to take action when she misses. He streaks by you and slams into the back end of, of one of the cars that is sitting there. Um, and she grabs hold of it with both hands. The Sable, as he is flying towards you, reaches out his left hand and the car that you are hiding behind Shadow lifts up off the ground and is going to be flung back toward King and Raymond. I need you both to roll either toughness or agility as to whether you are going to resist or dodge the attack. It's Raymond who's behind the car and I'm closer to King. No, King grabbed Raymond to take Raymond with him. Oh, that's right. Well, I'm just in the hallway. I'm not by the car. Oh, I'm you didn't just, try to hide. No, okay. I didn't try to hide. Four. Damn. Two, three, four, five, six. Six for Raymond and four for King. So because you flew, you flung Raymond up into the air, when the car is brought back, Raymond, you are high enough in the air that it doesn't hit you, but King, it clips you and knocks you off to the side doing one one harm to you. Shadow, we're back to you. I am going to... Now, Frenzy just threw the car, right? Frenzy grabbed hold of the car. The Sable picked up the car and flung it back away from you toward where he is to hit King and Raymond. Okay, but Frenzy is still sitting there with a car in her hands. Correct. And okay. you're probably, you know, just on the other side of that car in the in the office area, you know, right right by the workbenches. Totally can get to her in this round. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to throw a smoke bomb that yeah. I have from the Troubadour. And in the, uh, in the glass mason jar in your pocket. Where are you throwing the smoke bomb? I'm going to throw it uh, close to in front of Frenzy. Okay. And then. Once it it starts doing its thing, I'm going to um, charge Frenzy and try to put a dagger in her back. Okay. Roll might. Oh, baby. Hot dice. Three total. Three total. Uh, I got four. So the smoke bomb hits and you run into the smoke, you know, dagger out and... She moves so quickly that as wait, soon wait. as the, she, she's holding a car and she's moving quickly. Uh, she, has, she has 12 dice and might. 
so she can lift she can Damn. lift 25,000 pounds literally holding a car like a in one hand but she's not holding the car when she moves the smoke hits she she lets go of the car and she is she dodges out of your way gotcha um as you come through the smoke cloud and you and you miss her with with the dagger um and you pass through the smoke cloud and the smoke cloud dissipates raymond you are flung up into the air and a car passes underneath you. Um, yeah. And King gets knocked off to the side and the sable is um, floating off the ground about the same height that you are. What are you Raymond. doing? Raymond. Towards us. Raymond. Magnets. Oh, such a good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. He, he's got to hit him hard and fast, man. He knows Sable's powers. He can't let him move. He can't let him do anything else. He's going to uh, bounce and, and sprint, you know, bouncing left and right, jump up at him, slap the back of his neck with a handful of magnets. Yes. Okay. Martial arts. Good luck, King. Good lucking out. You're not trying to do any damage, right? Just going to slap him down with a. With a handful of, of magnets. Here we go. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay, five plus... That's nothing. Five. <laughs> Sable got three to um, avoid your attack. You slap magnets on the back of his neck, and none of them stick. Mm. Okay. Uh, King, it's your turn. I'm going to try to take advantage of the window of opportunity where Raymond has put Sable on the defensive against his attack. And I'm going to try to kind of blindside him and do my, my signature claws in the ground, hit you like a freight train attack. Do it. Mike. Come on, baby. Got to hit him fast. You're going to mess us up. Four sixes. Nice. Eleven. <laughs> oh, no, dope. Oh, wow. You fed into me somehow. There's, I don't know. Um, I rolled four fives and two ones. So oh, um, tell me how, tell me how you do 11 harm to Was that? the Sable. To your cousin. Right. Cotton using powers. It ain't King's cousin. Not King's cousin. No. That's true. That's true. I, I'm Raymond is King's cousin. I see him go for the magnet trick, and the second I see the magnet not work, I just get resolve in my heart. Right front claw in a fist, left front claw in a fist, and I just feel the power starting at my at my front claws and going down my thighs and into my feet, and I flex my claws into the ground, and they actually sink in the ground a few, a few inches, oh. and I shoot out like freaking rocket launch arms back wings retracted i'm coming straight at him mouth open teeth at his neck i seize onto his neck do i get to kill him yes in one motion i chomp down as i'm coming through and i decapitate him <laughs> as his head is severed from his body he morphs into this gray kind of featureless uh, being, almost exactly like what you saw when you were on the island. Oh, shit. 
Frenzy turns and is going to bull rush you, Shade, and slam you into the opposite wall. Roll agility or toughness. Agility, baby! Three. She grabs your shirt by the chest and one-handed as she runs you straight into the wall on the opposite side, dealing three harm to you. The wind is knocked out of you and and you, uh, you are slammed up against the wall and held by her as she just stares into your face and kind of cocks her head to the side with a big smile. Shadow, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to try to escape her grasp. Okay, how are you doing that? I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to imagine like some sort of uh you know acrobatic defensive position kind of a uh, kind of a move. So you're trying to wiggle away? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then we'll do contested rolls against each other. Roll your agility. Oh, Those last dice were shit. Four total. She rolled six successes. She still has hold of you. Damn. Raymond, what are you doing? You see that Demon Shade has been slammed into the wall and is doing his damnedest to get out of the grip of Frenzy um, after you were sprayed with blood from King decapitating this mimic. Mm, yummy. Okay. Um, man, I can't throw nothing at her. She's standing right in front of him. He's up against the wall. I'm just going to put Sprint fast as he can. And uh, if he can get there in time, he wants to put Punch right into the back of her heart. You close the distance and throw a punch. Uh, give me uh, give me the roll. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Hot dice. Hot dice. One, two, three. Three total. Well, there must be something about defense dice with these two today because I rolled all fives and ones again. Fuck you, Chris Freedom. Nice. Dude, what is up? Chris, you used the cotton power. You used the cotton power and switched dice. Yeah, exactly. No, you do three harm. You aren't you weren't going to you weren't going to kill her. Um, but describe what happens. Raymond, I mean, just with the 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 speed of him, all he has to do is put a hand out in front and he's gonna land with some power. And he doesn't get the whole punch off because he doesn't quite clear the whole space, but it's his hand hits her spine just enough to clap her heart between spine and, and uh, uh, sternum. Okay. Are you... Okay. So she still has a hold of, of Demon Shade. I, I mean, I imagine if it punched didn't distract her from it. It's your narration. So. Oh. Sorry, Shade. I guess I've got to freeze you. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have you by the throat. She has you by the shirt. Oh, that's good. No, I'm still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but he's making that noise to get our attention. King, what are you doing? So I'm deeply offended at the selfishness of my friend Raymond, not freeing <laughs> my friend Demon Jade. And so all I can think is I got to get over there and free him from the clutches of this presumed mimic. So I'm going to try to fly over and slice through her arms. My ultimate goal is maybe even to chop her arms off 
we'll see how it goes. With all the rage that you have, uh, give me the roll. Roll might. Rage. Three. With all the cold calculating violence that you can perform. It is in there. Oh, geez. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, six successes for Frenzy. King, you come uh, flying across and slashing down. And right as you do, she pulls away from the wall to to get out of your way. She has let go of Shadow at this point, And she dashes back to uh, grab hold of that car again and puts her hands on the car um, as if she's about to fling it at you all. So, since the three of you are all right there together, I need everybody to roll either toughness or agility as a car comes flying across and into the wall at you. Six total for Shade. Six for Shade. King? Five. Spartan? All right, here we go. Six. You are all clipped in one way or another by the car as it comes flinging across. Shadow, you duck down. Um, Spartan, you are you are clipped and flung off to one side. King, um, the car hits you and knocks you up and and away. Um, Spartan and Shade will take one harm. King will take two as this car slams into the side of the wall behind you, raining salt down, uh, chunks of salt down from the ceiling and, and breaking um, a, a large crack in the side wall of this cavern. Shadow. What are you doing? I'm going to try and uh, toss some daggers at her. Does Demon Shade aim for the eyes? Yes. <laughs> I always try to put it in their face. Oh, and I get one extra for the dagger. Even though they don't kill. Oh, they do now, though. They do now. One, two, three, four, five, and six. Six total. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Tell me how you do for harm. So she throws the car at us. Shadow ducks under it, springs up, flings one single dagger, dead eye to the middle of her throat. It bursts in a cloud of red. And I assume it's a, is it a mimic? And Frenzy becomes the gray featureless mimic um, and falls dead to the floor. Shadow runs up and grabs his dagger. And Raymond's going to walk through the mist like it were uh, cologne. So double coated in blood. King feels a wave of relief over him as he realizes that his initial part in killing Frenzy was not taken from him and it was still legitimate kill. <laughs> yeah, Shadow, Shadow stole your kill this time. <laughs> right. Okay, what are you doing? Man, I'm disappointed that magnet trick didn't work. I thought that was clever as hell. It was. That was a great idea. Just didn't pan out. Didn't work out. It's good. Otherwise, that would have been Sable, and we got a fucking problem on our hand. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was... I was trying to rule that out so we could be ruthless. Yep, it was a good move. What makes me wonder about these... Uh, these gray guys like like i thought the first one was like a, just an individual like that was his power unique right, right, right to the right. world no, so now are they manufacturing them right that's that's the question because that's a bigger threat than freaking attendance yeah they're not man-made they're they're alien race in cahoots or something something right 
Right. Or maybe they're just three brothers that we just eliminated, you know? <laughs> that's what it is. It's that's ran, yeah, that's it. Triplet mimic. It's family line. And we just ended the last one. So problem solved. Yep. It's gotta be it. Last three of their name. Larry, Larry, Gary, and Harry Mimic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Larry, Gary, and Harry Mimic. Guys, there, there's more life in here. Uh, I don't know exactly where, but it's off in this direction if you guys want to follow me. Let's go. You, you get further down, um, and there is a branch to the right and a branch to the left, or you can keep going straight the branch to the right. And this is all, this is all fairly well lit. You know what I mean? Like I said before, it's not daylight bright in here. Um, but, but everything is well lit up and this is, this has just been, um, salt caverns. You can see tire tracks, you know, running in, in, in various directions throughout. And yeah, so you can go right, you can go left or you can go straight ahead. What does your nose tell you? I roll for smell again. Yep. Four. You can, to the left, um, you can smell what you know to be attendants. To the right, you can also smell what you know to be attendants. Um, And those three other humans that you smelled, you can smell two of them straight ahead, and you can smell one of them off to the left. But this time, you can smell at least 10, maybe 12 more people. Mm. All right. So straight ahead, there's like 14 to 15 people. Like it's, there's some people up that way. There's looks like there's one off to the left, uh, but the bulk of the people are up, up this way. I don't know. What do you guys want to do? You want to go right to the heart of this thing or demon? What do you think? I think we can take them. Yeah, I think we should take them. Raymond, you ready? Maybe we should uh, go eliminate the left so they don't come up our backside when we go to take the 14. I don't know. What do you think, Demon? Or it could awaken a bee's nest. Forward. Straight ahead. That's where the fight's at. Does anybody have a ibuprofen? Uh, I don't know. Let me check my pocket. Demon needs an aspirin. Or any other health-giving materials. Do we have anything like that? I don't think no. we do. You absolutely do not. You don't. We don't have any clerics with um. You know, with any kind of any kind of healing spells or. We don't have any like Coke cans that'll give us like. Yeah, nobody nobody brought any bumps of cocaine that will help you through. I mean, that's if if we get the story, we can add that to it, right? <laughs> Just out of the blue, I had this health potion. Can I be a seven-foot winged lion that has a cocaine problem? Because <laughs> that would be entertaining. Um, no. Please, Uncle Doob, please. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, ahead we go. All right, let's go. So I don't know kind of how far down here they are, but um, I feel like I personally want to go try to be covert at least so we're not, we can have some element of surprise. Agree. Uh, then everybody give me a covert roll. That's rich. King talking about being covert. <laughs> Said the red guy. I got three threes. Uh, yeah. One success for Raymond. 
One, two, three, four, five with three sixes. Sorry, Shadow. We could have Demon scout this out first, maybe. Yeah, I got six successes. King, what did you get? Uh, I got zero. I got three threes. Uh, Demon Shade, how how is it that you're staying covert? Um, I'm up against the wall of the cavern, like the far side of the wall. It is kind of in the shadow unless you're directly under where the light is. So I'm sort of just dipping in and out against the wall. When I have to be in the middle, I'm, I'm ducking behind King in his shadow and just generally staying out of the way. And King and Raymond, um, while I think the two of you are, are trying to, to be as inconspicuous as possible, um, a bright red guy and a seven-foot lion with wings in a 120-foot wide, 25-foot high, fairly well-lit salt cavern, um, I think yeah. you're just you're, you're you're just not as inconspicuous as you as you want to be. It's hard to find a hiding place, and we're not quiet. And you're not super quiet. What if we sent Shamamano Diskowitz ahead of the pack just to see if he could snow them into thinking he belongs there for a second? <laughs> what? I mean, if Shamamano came around the corner and introduced himself and acted like he was sent by the Bernstein brothers. But he didn't have his hat. Oh, you don't have it with you? I just figured it was on a, a belt loop or something. You don't have it with you. You're Shimamano Diskowitz. Say what? Cotton is Shimamano Diskowitz. So Cotton is Dr. Cleary Mafumpton, dependent upon the situation, and Shimamano Diskowitz? No, no. no. In person, I was, he's Shimamano Diskowitz. I was covering. He's Shimamano when he's selling hats. I was covering for Shimamano. Because we were going to send me in instead of Shimamano, but right because because Raymond is too recognizable, so he couldn't make the pitch. That's why we had the whole montage of Raymond teaching <laughs> Cotton about hats, right, and him not retaining a fucking lick of it. Off script was much better, but still crushing crushing the whole thing. Just it was fun. It was so good. In person, uh, Dr. Clay Mafumpton's got to be Shimamano. But over the phone, Raymond will be Shimamano. So it'll be like Black Klansman, where yeah, exactly. We've got we've got one guy on the phone, but another guy in person. Exactly. That's actually a great a great analogy. But nobody in this cavern was in that sales pitch. True. They're all dead. No, they're all <laughs> as is the Power Walkers' mo. They're they're all dead. As as goes all the sales pitches. <laughs> <laughs> You want to buy a hat? You're dead, motherfucker. Okay, so uh, straight down the cavern. Who's the fastest among us? Raymond? Shadow. Shadow, what if you just like zipped up there as covert as possible just so you can assess and get the vibe of the room and give us some sort of tactical advantage? Yeah, I'll do that. You're going to scout ahead? Yeah. Stay covert? Yeah. You made that roll. One, two, three, four, five, and four sixes, boys. <laughs> He's going into the spirit world. <laughs> Six total. He's channeling that cosmic energy. So you, you make your way down about a quarter mile, and it opens up into a, a larger cavern that branches off kind of in an X. So you can come in and you can continue on and kind of 
fork off to the right, fork off to the left, or you can, you know, kind of make a 180 around the right-hand corner and go back and down um, to your right in, like, the bottom. You're in the, if you're, look, say, you're looking at an X, you're in the bottom left of the X, um, and you're coming up. You can go to the two forks in the front, or you can go back down, like, to the bottom right leg of the X. You can see tire tracks um, leading up to the left and up to the right. You see a rail system, like a like tracks, um, leading down the right-hand side, uh, down that bottom right leg of the X. Would a proper investigation check reveal any, anything else that might be of interest? It certainly might. All right, I'll go ahead and do some investigating. Okay. Uh, I anticipate a proper uh, wild ride on these tracks like Scooby-Doo and Shaggy out of control down a cave and they not not knowing where they're going. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Two successes. As you come into kind of or, you know, or approaching what is like would be the center of the X, you know, like the crossroads um, in the top right fork. You can see what looks like a seam of some sort, um, like it's trying to mimic the wall, but there's there's a seam there, maybe a doorway or something. And what looks like someone tried to brush some footprints out from the door to make it seem like there wasn't anybody standing there. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah, got it. Tried to cover their tracks. No immediate enemies or anything nearby, though, that that we could see. So we could get to this spot pretty safely. No. And and pretty much throughout this entire cavern, you can just you can always hear that steady hum. Sometimes it's a little, you know, as you approach into here, um, it, it got a little bit louder. It got less as you were, you know, walking away from that first entrance that you came in through. But as you approach this, it has become a little bit louder again. I want to go up to that door as covertly as possible. Okay. You are, you're crossing a pretty wide open area. It's probably a hundred feet across from you. So roll covert. King and I trailing. I don't know. I thought you guys were waiting behind to see what shadow found. We weren't waiting. I can, I figured we were walking along, but we just wanted him to get ahead of us. Oh, okay. Four total. Yeah. You don't, you don't think you've been seen or, um, you know, alerted anyone to it. And you are, you're standing at that, at that doorway or that steam in the wall. I want to just like, like put my ear up to it and listen. What can I hear? Uh, roll perception. King and Raymond, while Demon Shade is rolling, the two of you, um, you know, trailing. How far behind? How far behind him are you? 60 feet? 100? 200? Oh, yeah. Like 300. Football field, 100 yards. 100 yards behind him, you see Shadow disappear kind of around a corner that looks like it opens up into a larger cavern. You can't see into the cavern from where you are, but you, you see him disappear around that corner very quickly. Okay. We got our ears open, slow it down, try to walk quiet, give him time to work. You guys give me covert rolls. Demon Shade, what'd you roll? I rolled seven. Give me that cholesterol score, baby. Right. <laughs> You can hear three sets of feet 
you know what I mean? You've been listening for a minute. It's it's not as if they're walking. It's almost as if they're just gently moving against the floor, um, you know, against the salt of the floor, a low crunching of the salt. Right. So you know there are three people on the other side of that door. So I just want to kind of move up from the other side of the of the hundred foot causeway and see if I can like get King and Raymond's attention. I got a one, Cobert. Raymond got two. Yeah, we're paying attention. Eyes and ears open, waiting for a signal. How how are you signaling them? So I take out the power talker and I hold it up to my my mouth and I engage it and I go, Coco, Coco. Let's make tracks. We make haste and get across that football field and get up to where he is. Okay, the three of you are together. I don't know who they are, but there's three people behind this hidden door. And whoever is behind here, they've made great uh, efforts to keep this door hidden. So I have to feel like it might be one of our targets or it may be somebody important. You figure out how to open it? Well, I kind of thought maybe one of you guys would just punch it in. Oh, yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Raymond, you want to give it a shot? Shall we? Let's. Do it together. All right. We lock arms. My left, his right. And we put shoulders down. And we attempt to knock this door in in one motion. Boom! I don't think you even have to roll for it. Oh, you- but we'll roll anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You never know. You're giving yourself a chance to fail. That's right. Or I'm just giving it to you and letting you knock the door in because you have a strength of eight might or ten might or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. I guess we're we're gonna let the dice tell us if it's reinforced steel. Okay. I got a three. Okay. Come on, hot dice. Woo, baby. One, two, three, four, five. Five total. Once again, punch in the door. Boosh! <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Take what I give to you, for fuck's sake. Oh, I just like to roll the dice. Yeah, you get plenty of chances to do that, I promise. Gotta keep them hot. That's not how this works. All right, what do we see when we get inside? So, you, the two of you, reach back, boom, knock the door in, blast it off of its hinges, and throw it inside. And it uh, throws itself into three um, of the guard attendants that are uh, now broken into pieces and laying on the ground on the other side of the door. It is a narrow hallway, fairly well lit, and goes off and kind of gently bends to the right a little bit. Thought you said these were people. Well, I don't have King's sense of smell. I heard footsteps. All right, let's go investigate. Okay, you make your way into the hallway. Are you attempting to be covert? Are you... No, um, King is going. Just, just moving in. King is going. We're already in. Okay, it bends to the right and then um, goes down straight ahead uh, for about 50 feet and stops at a door. This is a full metal door, not like pull out with a with a handle and hinges, but like on a, on a slide. Um, almost like a, a bay door of sorts. It's about eight feet wide. Um, no windows, nothing like that. But I'm not hearing anything moving. Um, if you'd like to make a perception roll. I would like to make a perception roll, please. Okay, make a perception roll. I got a one. 
you don't hear anything. Can I smell as well? Sure. Four. You definitely smell attendance. Looks like it's just attendance around here, at least close by. You guys want to keep messing with this, or? Shadow, you see more of this than we have. You think this leads us into any direction of any importance? Oh, I have, I have no idea, but feel like we're on a path. Let's go see where it takes us. I'm going to attempt to use might to open the door. Give me a might roll. Come on, baby. I got three ones, two fives, a three, and a two. So I got a one. You grab hold of the door and attempt to shift it to the left, and it's obviously um, barred or bolted or something from the other side. You do jostle it enough. Everybody roll perception, please. One. Three total. Six. Raymond, you can hear the sound of guns being cocked and people moving uh, moving around the room on the other side of that door. They're getting locked and loaded. Gonna get noisy. This door comes open. All right. King leans in and knocks on the door. <laughs> what? What's the passcode? Oh, oh, oh. I wrote that down somewhere. Hermada. You hear the door start to unlock on the other side. Holy shit. What are you doing? It's going to take a second. You know, it's you hear a click, you hear a whir of like a of like a wheel being spun. You hear a, a like a metal handle come down and and metal moving against metal. King moves over to the side like with his back against the wall like he wants to be the last one seen when they come through. Shade, what are you doing? Shade's going to sort of crouch down presumably at like leg lay level of who's ever opening that door. Spartan Raymond's going to run back about 20 feet and then he's going to turn around and run right for that door so that when it loosens up, he can pound it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to fling yourself into the room like a cannonball? Timing. With this door in front of me. So you want to hit the door? You don't want to wait till the door is open. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. When that door starts coming loose, when it's not bolted in completely, not as secure, I want to hit that son of a gun and blasted it to the the inhabitants of that room. Perfect. Okay. Love it. That's fucking epic. All right. So yeah, Raymond, you back up. Um and you you hear it spin and it it starts to move on the hinges of you know what I mean on the on the um on the what's the word? The track. The track. Yeah, thank you. Right. It starts to move on the track above it. Um roll might. Yeah, baby. Come on, hot dice. Some of them are hot. Three, four, five. Rolling one more. Two more. Six. Six total. All right. Tell me how it happens. In just one sure motion, Raymond takes off, running away, and then he turns around and he just blasts. And as that door is coming open and it's weakened from not being bolted, he runs through, smacks that son of a bitch, stays on his feet, knocks it off the hinges, and slings it head level through the room. Yeah. It comes off the track, spinning, smashing through the sidewall as you impact it and spins twice as and slams into the wall behind. A dozen attendants are smashed into pieces um, on the other side of this wall. The room itself is about uh, 20 by 20. It was small. 
so not a huge room um, and is now just uh, riddled with uh, broken attendance. Sweet. And they were cocking guns. Uh, yeah, there there are there are broken guns all over the place, broken attendance in pieces. What are you doing? What what's left in there? Can, Would you like to investigate the room? Actually, I guess I'm around the corner still, so I just watched that happen. But well, yeah, but you could get up and go in the room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want to get up, investigate the room. Yeah, I what... guess I want to investigate too. Okay, roll investigation. One. Ooh, I got an awesome roll. One, two, three, four with two sixes. Five, six, seven total for investigating. With one king, you notice that there is a door leading out of this room back to the right from where you came in, similar to the door that you guys just came in through. Shade, with with your investigation roll, not only are these guard units, but probably half of them had weapons um, of a sort that you haven't seen before. They're all busted up and broken, but they, they're not Tommy guns of any sort. They seem to have this almost like hard glass kind of um, compartment on them um, with, with some kind of, it almost looks like a light bulb filament inside, but wires, uh, uh, more heavy duty wires. It doesn't break like glass. The substance is familiar, but it's, you know, you can't identify it. Um, you know, glasses, no matter how thick the glass is, glass is still brittle, right? Um, this, this isn't, this isn't brittle like that. Is there a portion of it like that's small enough I can keep like in a satchel or something? You know, take yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could pick up various pieces of it. Um, it's from what you can make out, you would guess that these, um, these guns are probably about the size of a sawed off shotgun. They're not like full size like a Tommy gun would be, um, and they're not pistol sized. Um, they're kind of in between that. Um, just by looking around the room, you can you can probably piece together most of one of them in pieces. Okay. And I, do I also notice the door? Yes. I go over to Raymond. Raymond, look at these components. King pulls a notepad and a marker out of his cubic pocket and hands it to Shade motioning about what Raymond just did. And I, I hold up two fingers like, like again. Shade, you know what this looks like? What? Invisible steel. Come on, tap it. Tap it on the ground. Tap it on something. Make it make noise. Yeah. What does it sound like? It sounds like metal. Fancy. Yeah, I was reading a science journal. They're, they're exploring this, but they don't think they're uh, 50 years away. Mm. Uh, Raymond added one to science. <laughs> It'll be useful when he gets home. He's been sitting out at the lake reading science journals. Yep. Perfect. King, I want you to roll intellect. All right. Ooh. One. You can't place it, but the the ringing, the sound of of that tapping, the the ringing sound that it makes, it's familiar. Just the tone of it. Mm. You don't know why. Okay. Guys. Reminds me of something. What does? That sound. What is that? I'm making some more. Ding, 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 ding. Do I know which direction the the 15 people are from here? Um, you can you can roll for your super smell. 
And I'm going to get fives and threes and one, two. Oh, give those back to Duke. So one success on this. Yep. In the room with the, with the smell of the sparks, you know what I mean? And all of that from the, from the broken attendance and the steam, you can't track them from here. You know that, you know that there have been some people in here. Um, but it's, it's faint. It's not prominent. Um, and you just can't pick up a trail off of it. Lubricant. All right, let's keep moving. Are you going back the way you came? Or are you, are you going through the door in this room? I think if there's a way to go deeper, we go deeper. Yeah. Let's go through that door. You pull the lever, you spin the, um, you know, you spin the wheel to, to unroll the, the locking mechanism and draw back the door. And before you, um, is, a fairly wide cavern, um, nowhere near the size of the caverns that you guys had come out of. This one's probably 30 feet wide, um, and it looks like it starts to narrow as it gets to the end. Y- you can see it ends about 70, 80 feet down, and it just, it, it stops. You can kind of see a little shadow at the end of the, at the end of the cavern, um, but from where you're standing, you just, are staring at a dead end. Well, I, I'd like to go to the end and investigate, see if it truly is yeah, a dead end. Is not as a- I'm going to stay at the entrance, but I, I do want to roll perception, see if I see anything unusual. Two. Uh, you don't see anything unusual from where you're standing, um, and you don't pick up on anything. You know that you know that you're you're not alerted by anything. Spartan and Shadow. How are you getting down to the end? Are you just strolling down there? Are you trying to be covert? No, I'll, I'm always going to trying to move fast. What are you doing? I'm going to move covertly. I think I'm. I want to like very slowly look for booby traps or look to see if there's a secondary door. You know. Okay. So investigation. Three successes. In your investigation, you don't you don't find any um, hidden passages or anything. Uh, but as you move down toward the end of this, you can see that uh, there is another stairway going down. I motion for them to follow. So Raymond was going with you. He's going to put his left hand on the wall and just he's going to follow that wall down to the, the stairwell. Looking for any anomaly. Roll investigation. Investigation. Two twos. You also don't, there's, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't come across any secret doors or anything, but you also recognize the staircase. Um, You and Shadow recognize the staircase that is going down at the end. And this isn't a spiral. This is more of a, almost like if you were walking on, you know what I mean? On the streets of a major city and you're walking down the sidewalk and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, that leads down to the subway. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I say we keep keep on this track for now. Yes. Make sure it doesn't go somewhere. King, we'll trail behind again. Okay. That way we don't blow your cup. Keep uh, descending down. I'll I'll go covertly this time. Okay. Give me a roll. King notices that shade disappears in the floor. He looks around concerned and then jumps up and runs over to be with Raymond. Oh, that's nice of you. You want to be with Raymond? I do. I got to protect him. Four total. Um, how far ahead are you letting Shadow get from you guys? Uh, with this stairwell? 100 feet. You know, 30 steps. 30 steps? Okay. Are you guys trying to be covert going down the stairs too? Yeah. We can try. Two. 
three. There we go. Quiet footfalls as you guys follow Shadow down the stairs. Power walking. Shadow, they let you get about halfway down the stairs uh, before they start following you. Um, And you can see that as you get down to the bottom of these stairs, the floor changes. And it's no longer a salt floor. It's laid stone. Mm. Like somebody's, like a floor of like an office building or like somebody's home. Is that, that the vibe I'm getting? Kind of. It's not. It's not that nice, but it's it's obviously worked. If that makes sense. Okay. It's not as yeah. It's not as if it's some super nice you know cobblestone driveway or perfectly cut in tile kind of thing. But it's it's worked stone laid as a floor. Um, so maybe you're past the salt. You're not really sure. You can't really see the walls past, you know what I mean? You're on such an angle that you can really just kind of, it, it just kind of catches you that it's not a salt floor anymore. Mm. And you've, like I said, you've, you've descended what 50, 50 more feet at this point. All right, let's move. Like where's, what are our options where I, I can't really see any options. You can go down the stairs or you can go up, you can go back the way you came or you can keep going this way. Oh no, no, no. I don't know. Onward. Keep going down. Yep. The hum is louder as you, the the decibels increase as you get down the stairs. And uh, this opens up into a room that's probably 30 by 50, 30 wide and 50 long. And you can see um, a generator off in the left-hand corner. And this room is filled with um, large round tables. And there are um, eight chairs at each table. There are six tables total. Um, each table has um, a lamp in the middle of it, and the two tables on the left have um, some open books, some like um, file folders, various stacks of, of papers, pens, and inkwells. Uh, the other four tables are, are cleaned off. Can we investigate? Of course. Two. Three. Sorry, three. Three for shade. Anybody else? Are you guys following him down into the room? I got a three investigating with him. Yep. Three for King. Yeah, see what these people are reading. One. Spartan, you you run your hand along the tables. You know what I mean? And it's it's obvious no one has been in here for a while. Everything in here seems to have a little bit of dust on it. Um, King and, and Shade, you guys start thumbing through some of the papers. King... One of the stacks of papers, as you're as you're thumbing through it, you see Ford Motor Company over and over and over again. You see General Motors' name on different pieces of paper over and over and over again. You don't really know what it is that you're seeing. It's a bunch of handwritten columns. Um, there are numbers, and, and it's and it's it's not just like two, six, four, one. It's like. 386.1774 and 218.2 and 6.33354 so it's it's a little confusing to you as to the information contained and it, and it's not just Ford and it's not just General Motors it's it's several other um, large industrial companies in Detroit you see the name John C. Lodge you see the name Lawton Whitingale. Um, you see the name Ronald Stone. 
you see the name Elijah McCoy, and you see the name Elijah McCoy again and again and again. You see Park Davis, which is like the large pharmacy medical, the, right? The 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 pharmaceutical campus, uh, but Park Davis also has you know what I mean, like a huge hospital, a huge um, medical hospital, a teaching hospital there in Detroit. Um, you see the Bernsteins. You see all of their names throughout all of these documents. There's all kinds of information here, uh, but you're you can't necessarily put it together, King. Shade, Demon Shade, as you are thumbing through the other table, you're flipping through this book, and it's obviously a log of some sort. You you kind of recognize some of it because some of it is is shipping information, so you're familiar with that kind of stuff. Um, you see truck numbers and um, you see route numbers and you see manifests and um, but but there are parts of this that are prose. Um, it's almost like it's somebody's journal um, of some sort. You have these journal entries about electronics and, and getting electricity to to function through some sort of device that's being described. There, there's a journal entry about blast cap mechanics. Um, there's there's a journal entry about um, the salt mines themselves. There are several journal entries about the salt mines themselves, some of them speaking to the structures um, being built within and the engineering of the structures being built within. Um, and and then you, you come across a journal entry that names Alexander Griffin. And this entry, I assume, draws your attention very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the day that Alexander Griffin died in an accident. And whoever was writing this um, seemed to be uh, very hurt and, and sad about losing Alexander Griffin. Holy shit. Holy shit. Is that minute? Is it dated? Is it dated? It is. What's the date? It was dated about six and a half months ago. Oh my god. So like January nineteen twenty three? It would be like December nineteen twenty three. Cause this is but we're this, in is, this is June of 1924. Right, gotcha. We just had uh, Cotton's birthday. I'll take the book. Um, I, you know, Shadow does keep like a little, well, I don't know. How big is the book? You know, it's, I mean, it's it's not a huge book. It's not like some, you know, massive dictionary sized book. Um, it's, a, it's a journal sized book. Um, you know, it's probably 80 pages, 100 pages six or seven inches high by four or five inches wide. Um, a little leather bound journal. There are other books open on the table, um, but they're, they're more, um, manuals of sorts. It's all technical, uh, technical information. And King will, will this fit in your, in your pubis pocket? Absolutely. Let me hold it for you. Give it to King. Shade does not watch 
as he inserts it in, into his pubis, pubis pocket. Guys, this book is filled with all kinds of equations and and things. Raymond, maybe something that you and the troubadour could look at together. But look at this passage here, and I hand it to Raymond. Hey, hey, Shade. Don't put your hand in my pubis pocket. That makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just really needed the journal again really quick. All right. Just ask. <laughs> I yes. Consent is important. I, I, I understand. You guys know what this probably means. What? These mimics are run amok. They may be everybody of important. Here's what worries me. If Alexander Griffin that we interacted with is a mimic, and he was that powerful. We're screwed. Well, he's no more powerful than the two that we just defeated. That mimic probably just had Sable's powers. He was using that to paralyze us. They bleed just like everybody else. Oh, they explode. Yeah. You've tasted their flesh. That's it's kind of strawberry um it's strawberry banana there's, there's like hints of mushroom it's like a pinot noir oh interesting well, we need to get one just a blood dudes you're dealing with an alien takeover this is definitely more than just robots now Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. My name is Duke Walter, your game master. Renaissance City is a Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition actual play set in an alternate 1920s Detroit. It's a bit noir, a bit sci-fi, and a whole lot of fun. You can follow me on Twitter at Invisible Duke. The Scarlet Spartan is played by Dean Martin Jr. Cotton Dearborn and King are played by Chris Freedom. Saint Shadow is played by Jazza Bromelitz. You can find all of our content at ttrptheater.com. We have links to our YouTube page, our Twitter, Twitch, all of those things there. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more Renaissance City.
Oh my God. That's awesome. That's awesome twist. Yeah. So nobody is, oh my God. I mean, is it, is a mimic sitting in the mayor's office? Is my dad a mimic? Running the force? We have to assume the mayor is a mimic and go and kidnap his ass. Oh my God. It's been, it's been the answer the whole time. You should have done it 15 episodes ago. If we had done that in the beginning, shit. We'd already be on Mayheim by now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh Lord. Oh my God.